Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hey, what the fuck is up? Uh, this is the Bechdel cast. My name is Jamie Loftus. My name is Kaylin Durrani. They're, ooh, is That's that how a, people say your name there? I don't know. They're, it sounded right. Okay. I, you know what's funny? I don't think I can actually do a Boston accent very well. I, I absolutely I cannot. end up kind of doing a Newsies kind of <laughs> thing every time I try to do it. But, you know, I think that fits with this episode because, like, there's maybe one person doing a Boston accent that makes any sense in this movie. <laughs> I uh, This is the Bechtel cast. Yeah. What What is the Bechtel? The fucking Bechdel cast. cast. Hey, kid, what's the fucking Bechdel cast? Chief. I'll fucking tell you is where two broads talk, <laughs> talk about broads in flicks. <laughs> two a, broads in a flick gotta talk about something that's not a dude. You wanna know what the fucking, yeah, you wanna know the Bechdel cast? This broad, Alison Bechdel, came up with this fucking, these fucking rules. Women in their roles, right? Right, right. Fuck. Okay, so here's what happens. You gotta have two broads. That have names, uh, uh, <laughs> and they gotta fucking talk to each other because women they won't stop talking. Yeah. Talk to each other about something other than their fucking husband or their fucking right. son. Yeah, sounds stupid. So fuck, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is my favorite. This is my favorite episode. It's this gonna be good. the most annoying one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I decided today this is gonna be the this is gonna be the worst one. Hey, uh, oh wait, let's do an example of how something might pass a Bechdel test. I just do like a low like voice. I a can't smoker even... from Boston. <laughs> Hello, I'm uh, from Somerville. You sound like that lady on SpongeBob. Because <laughs> of chocolate. Uh, hey Jamie, this is us passing the Bechdel test. Yeah, uh, what, what's up, Kaylee? Um, do you like apples? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How do you like them apples? Oh my God, that. <laughs> It was an incoherent. I was just like, "Who Oscar-winning writers?" I feel abs. I feel absolutely sick thinking mm-hmm. about. Uh, I- I'm so excited for this episode. Yes. Anyway, so hopefully the- you know what the podcast is. Yeah, we talk about the representation of women in movies, and today's movie. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Is oh. Motherfucking. <laughs> uh, 
after no one has requested this movie <laughs> literally ever. You didn't ask for it. Here it is. This is our episode on Goodwill Hunting. That's right. And to join us in our discussion, uh, we've got a very funny stand-up comic and writer. She's it's, from Boston. And she's from Boston. Io Adebri. Hey, what the fuck is what up? What the fuck is hey, up? How you doing? How's it fucking going? Oh, it's good to fucking see you. <laughs> it's really fucking great to see you. It's always a fucking ya. pleasure. Yeah, wicked to, run to, to see my you. friend. So fucking fucking Holy great. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy, and we're fucking hey, off. Where, I mean, where we're in fucking Boston? off to the fucking races. Where, where in Boston are you from? Yeah, I'm from Dot Rat, from Dorchester. Oh, oh hell yeah. Shit. Dorchester. That's that real shit. Uh, I'm, I'm third generation Brocktonian. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> huge. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's uh, we're still out there in Brockton. We're on the south side near West Bridgewater. We don't like West Bridgewater. They suck. Oh. Uh, go to Easton, a little bit yep. to the east. They yeah. got they got a lot. They got too much heroin there. We don't go there. Bad. We go to Brockton. It's not got the best. It doesn't have the best reputation, but they say it in the departed uh, once. Yeah, they do, and uh, we do not let people forget it. Yeah. It's also in what's that? Fucking gone man? baby, gone. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. I watched the other night because I'm sick in the head. <laughs> that is a very strange way to be homesick. Yeah, no, it's also it's like not representative of anything I've ever experienced, yeah. really. Most movies about the area we're from <laughs> do not represent anything I've ever no. seen happen. Yeah. And this, I feel like this is maybe the most famous one, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. it's like, and it it's brought it's up there. brought Pan to the national stage. Oh, it's yes. huge. <laughs> I didn't realize that, I mean, that was like one of those places where I'm like, surely they yeah. have to have these everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, even though their food, yeah, sure, their food tastes like fucking chemicals. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I it's like made it. to be in hospitals I feel like yeah you know what I mean like it's made to be like when you're like grieving like the fact that like your like closest family member is probably gonna pass away in a few right. days you don't want to have your best meal then no but it's like you gotta go down you know to the hospital lobby you take a right and there's the Avon pan next to the flowers. Yeah, I like to I like to get a huge ladle of, of broccoli cheddar soup. Wow. Uh, and yeah. yeah, just like pour it down my throat. Yeah, I, I like take a never six hot. day old uh, lukewarm clam chowder. <laughs> get a nice funnel with the, with the fucking film yeah, on top. Yeah, with the fucking film on you can top. Break the film. <laughs> I put the film on my face like a face mask. Then I get a nice <laughs> funnel right down the gullet. Pour the soup down. This cold. Fucking self care. <laughs> self care. And I'm fucking healthy and I'm fucking alive and I live to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Aubon Pont representation. We got Pete's Coffee, and of course we got Dunks. So yeah, much yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Is Pete's from Boston? I don't I even know. I think so. No, I, there's just the Pete's that's like that was in Harvard Square. Right, that was the only one I was ever familiar yeah. with. I yeah. grew up in, in, in Brockton, Massachusetts. For sure. In at least the year I graduated high school, there, there were over 50 Dunkin' Donuts, which is uh, wow. Uh, a lot. I mean, it's a pretty big city. Yeah. It's there is like uh, like 120,000 people who live there, but there's no need for 50 Dunkin' Donuts. But they'll ne none of them are ever going to go out of business. <laughs> I mean, there's and truly, so I, I think, it. like in Dorchester, every three blocks there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, like you cannot, it's the law. you like truly, it's illegal to be driving for more than 10 minutes and not have a, a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> in a 10 minute circle radius. I had my first. 10 like, is like exhausting to think of driving to. It <laughs> is. I yeah. I mean, I and. It, there's fortunately one around here. Thank that God. That was I do I whenever I get homesick cuz I got my mom gave me the sex talk in the parking lot of a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. And then she also interrogated my first boyfriend after he broke up with me. In, in a Dunkin' Donuts. In a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of milestones. There's okay. history there. Yeah. There's yeah. texture, there's layers. 
So, uh, Good Will Hunting. <sighs> yes. A 1997 movie that was nominated and won mm-hmm. Oscars. Yeah. Iowa, what is your history with this movie? Well, I we we texted a little about what yeah. movie to pick because I was ha- I was having I mean I was spoiled for choice in so yeah. many ways. Uh, movies, there's a lot of them. Oh, I'm sure. telling you what. And then I just thought it would be really funny if we did this. Um, not realizing after that there is one woman character. I guess I just forgot that part. That is um, a lot of movies we've covered. I mean, that. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Many. Yeah. I just feel like it was like always on like TBS mm-hmm. or something. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like it was like always on and around. But I feel like yeah. I really. Always on slightly off. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's it on that. <laughs> But I feel like like when I got to college, weirdly, it was something that I would watch when I was homesick, even though none of it was real. <laughs> like, yeah. none of it was real yeah. or true to my life or my experiences or the people that I knew or cared about or, like, the neighborhoods that I was in. But Which I was is crazy because like, you grew up very close to where everything is happening. Uh, like, pretty close. I mean, well, closer than I was. Yeah, no, for sure. They're from Southie, though. But yeah. there are, like, neighborhoods that I obviously recognize. But yeah. also... Boston is very, like, um, racist. Uh, (laughs) Trying to find the right term and all of that. But it's, like, geographically, it's, like, like very split up. And so it's, like, I think you're not not really going to go into neighborhoods where it's, like, it's not people who look like you or people who are your friends. So I was Mm. never really, like, hanging out in, like, Southie or like Westie, which is West Roxbury, or like, Mm -hmm. you know, or like certain, like Alston or whatever. Like, I wasn't really like hanging out there, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to, you know, get shat on by my high school graduating class (laughs) uh, if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, But yeah, I don't know, but like, really, it's something that I just like watch a lot when it like, it just gets chilly and I want to see fall (laughs) leaves, you know, sort of like Mm -hmm. drifting in the comet or whatever. Yeah, mine was, mine's kind of similar. Like, I just think I, I don't remember the first time I've seen it. I've definitely yeah. seen it a bunch. I know. I've seen it in chunks a yes. bunch. I've definitely started it and not finished it I, a bunch. It's hundreds of times. Yeah. Like, I forgot about the. I forgot Minnie Driver was in this movie. Yes. I, until okay, I well, I constantly it. mixed up her and Andy McDowell, which oh, is sort of like my own personal journey that <laughs> I need to be working on in terms of like how I support white women. But. <laughs> I would like always mix them up, and only like very recently, like way too recently, did I realize like, oh, these are very different, different. women. There's almost no overlap. I mean, Beyond... they look quite similar. Okay, thank God. Well, I was trying to be do... polite. No, no, I was no, trying no, to be no, polite. They, no, they look a lot alike. They look the they same, look... and they're both like demure, like like fake demure. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'd seen this movie a bunch. It's like I feel like it is kind of like it was a lot of people's introduction to. To Boston. Boston as an idea, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's so many, and it's like this. There are so many movies that you can see, like kind of pull direct influence of, like, oh, we're just never gonna set a movie that isn't at Harvard or in Southie. Yes, and that's pretty much been the case to this day because you've got your little social network first twenty minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the town, the departed. You got Gone Baby uh, Gone. Gone Baby Gone. Boondock Saints. Wow. You got Smilf most recently. Uh-huh. Southie Mom. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, what was, what was uh, There's, I mean, everything that happens yeah. in Boston happens in exactly two neighborhoods. Entirely. Yeah. And that's it. 
Well, that's also like uh, very much like my experience as a black person from Boston. Mm-hmm. When I leave and people are like, ah, you got the fucking accent, you know, fuck the car. And I'm like, well, nobody, nobody talks like that, actually. It's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's fully a dying accent. It is, yeah. Um, and the only people who talk like that are people, like young people don't even really talk like that, even if you're like from Southie. Right, unless yeah. Unless you're like a little bit more, I think, like Western Mass. My mom, I'm from Southern Mass, and my mom has a very thick accent, but there's, I feel like most people our age, or it, it definitely in Brockton, we would actively untrain ourselves yeah. from having yeah, it. Yeah, entirely. Because I, I was, by then, I don't know, maybe this is partially because of, like, Goodwill Hunting and that, like, ripple effect, but, like, I remember being aware pretty young that it was an embarrassing way yes. to talk. Yes, yes, yes. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, fully, like, seen socially by society as a very ugly accent. Yeah, and it's not wrong. That's, yeah. yeah. I find it comforting <laughs> to hear, like, hints of it in people's mm-hmm. voices sometimes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I, I feel like by like second grade, even like I remember hearing my mom like talk out loud to another parent and being like, yeah, we can't, I can't Whoa. be that. That can't be my yeah. life. Caitlin, what's your history with this movie? My history, I saw, so it came out in 97 or 98 yeah, 97. or some. Okay. I saw it probably for the first time in high school. So I'm guessing like 2003. Mm-hmm. And then I did not watch it again because I did not like it the first time. <laughs> and I was like, this is not. My type of movie. Okay, powerful to say. Yeah. I mean, brave. I'm brave. brave. Why isn't Holy it your shit. type of movie? You know, I like a good romp, and this simply is not <laughs> a romp. This isn't a, what are you talking about? This is one of the rompiest of films. <laughs> How is this a romp? <laughs> Math is a romp. <laughs> and he's um, he's romping between his academic life and <laughs> his personal life yeah. and his boys oh, his boys and his yeah. fucking boys uh, um it's a romp of the soul it's a romp it's a spiritual romp it's a spiritual romp it's like there's like rompy parts to it there are parts of it that are rompy I, I think like there's even I, when parts he talks of it, to the freaking don't. NSA that's on, I fine. do like that that's a romp scene that's a, a romp scene that, but that I wrote not, down I was like ma- could be cut movie would be no different but no I liked change, it but we liked that it I was in it. there it like was trying to say something political it makes it, but it means nothing <laughs> there is so much like of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck who if you didn't know wrote this movie uh there's so much like college freshman like grandstanding so many monologues and like one after the other i was i got exhausted but then i like found a second wind it gives you a second wind that's what it does it really does it's Mm, powerful not for me it's crazy it's like (laughs) it's not a movie with a three-act structure but like a seven there's There's maybe ten acts in this movie (laughs) some of the acts have nothing to do with most of the movie no not at all and they and they won't why is there a scene where Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck talk about jerking off into a baseball glove for like five minutes? Because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Does that help you now? Because it's funny. Uh-oh. I get Okay. Boys should okay. be allowed to talk about... So actually, this is what I'm here... Actually, why I'm on your podcast. I'm a <laughs> sleeper agent for the Meninist movement. Um, and boys should be able to be boys and talk about mm. jerking off and have fun. It's yeah. called locker and, and room talk. You can't lock yeah. a room. <laughs> There, I this is I think I, I my favorite math movie that math substitutes would show uh, include 
This was a pretty good movie to turn on during a math substitute. Yeah. Okay. Stand and Deliver, I would say, is the oh, go-to yeah. oh, I for seen that. math movies. Beautiful Mind, Beautiful it. Mind mm-hmm. can suck it. My Not mom loved the movie A Beautiful Mind and really? would play it on like... In our kitchen, we had the like tiny TV that had the, <laughs> the VHS. TV. Yeah, the kitchen yeah. TV that <laughs> we decided as like a global community, yeah. or maybe just as the nation, that we would have that be a kitchen TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, ours was way up on a top shelf because it was like, well, then when you're cooking or when you're sitting, you can watch it. Sure. So that made sense, but it was impossible to change the tapes. Like, they, because it was so high up, yeah. and me and my mom were both very, very small. Yeah. Imagine I'm even smaller because I'm a child, if you can <laughs> fully imagine it. Uh-huh. So I would, like, have to climb up on the table and then, like, hook myself onto the shelf and then sort of, like, bully myself up like, to the VHS. Parkour your yeah, way. Yeah, and then, like, hit it, and then I would, like, come line. back down, and then I would, like, go back up and grab it out and then go back out and pull it in. It's crazy no one took me. Um, but But... Beautiful Mind got stuck up there for months. Wow. For months because I was like, I'm tired of like risking my life right. to change VHS <laughs> to change tapes. different shitty movies out of the VHS. Yeah. Cinderella Story was in there for a hot sec, too. Oh, that's, sure. I mean, prefer that to a Beautiful I Mind. I've probably seen that movie. I actually think I've seen that movie over a hundred times. Is that wow. Chad Michael Murray's in that one? Yeah. We've been requ- that's been requested a lot. Really? Yeah. That was so. one of the ones that I was, was like, that the yeah. Mm. And it was back and forth between <laughs> Just every us. movie that got stuck in the kitchen. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Just like, what trauma can I work through on a podcast, please? <laughs> and today, it's Boston. Yes. It's Goodwill Hunting. Should I do the recap? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All of, this movie is two hours long. It does feel oh, so long. Significantly longer. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that um, shipping up to Boston isn't <laughs> fully in this movie. No. I know it's in, it's in the Departed, but I wish it was in every Boston movie. It has this movie had less of an aggressive soundtrack as I thought it was going to. It has the most gentle soundtrack. In addition to putting Aubon Pan on the map, it put Elliot freaking Smith on the map. Every time Mini Driver is on screen, Elliot, Elliot Smith, Smith is, is playing. It's <laughs> like wild. fully insane as like a connection. It's it, it's it's illegal. I I don't know what I expect. I mean, I expected it to be like a very like Boston. Yeah, soundtrack, but no, it's it's no. very gentle. No, it's the opposite. It's like this, yeah. like quiet, depressed man from like Portland is like <laughs> strumming, and they're like, "Yeah, this sounds good." <laughs> um, okay, yeah. here's the story of Goodwill Hunting, which sounds to me like Goodwill Hunting, not Good Will Hunting. Anyway, so we're Thank in Boston. The There's <laughs> There's an MIT professor named. Gerald Lambeau, that's Stellan Skarsgård, he puts this advanced equation on the chalkboard in the halls of MIT, hoping that one of his students will solve it by the end of... This is not at all distracting. Pirates of the Caribbean. And I and unfortunately I can uh, neither confirm nor deny that. So Okay, so he has this equation on the on the on the board. He's hoping one of his students will solve it by the end of the semester. He's a math boy. Yeah. We meet Will Hunting, that's Matt Damon's character. He's a janitor sure. at, at MIT and he sees the equation, he ponders it a bit, and then he solves it, I think, within the span of a Easy. couple hours. Easy. Yeah. This is like the most dangerous method. Like just that every like hot, irrationally angry guy is also secretly a genius. Yes. Like right. I understand why this movie made so much money. Right. And also it. being hot 
is justification and a genius is justification for being like unwell. Yeah. Yeah. Total, like a, unwell. A, a dick to everyone around him. And yeah. Yes. Yes. Huh. So he solves it. The professor and the students are like, oh my God, who solved this? We don't know. Meanwhile, we know. we know, we know who it is. Meanwhile, Will and his loser friends, played by Ben <laughs> okay, Affleck, well. Casey Affleck, and then some other dude who I don't know if he even talks at all. Third the guy, third guy, third guy. He gets some He's somebody. They are hanging the out. Guy. They're they're disrespecting women. They're getting in fights, <laughs> and then Will gets arrested for starting a fight with someone who used to beat him up in, in kindergarten. 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 Like, that guy used to beat me up in kindergarten, yeah. and then yeah, punch. He's mad. he's mad, Caitlin. He's mad. <laughs> the faculty at MIT puts another theorem on the board, and then two professors catch Will solving this one too. But he like runs away, and he's like, "Fuck you!" Because they're like, "Hey, you stupid janitor, get off the board!" Yeah, fuck. Quit, gra- <laughs> quit graffitiing our math homework. Here's where I have to suspend my disbelief because I'm like, if. Like, if there was a sexy janitor wandering the halls of a college, people would be noticing him. They would be wanting to know. Not what an a, MIT. Everybody, was a, janitor everybody was, a, was a vol cell before we even had that's, the word for that. that's true. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like some someone would have been like, who is sexy janitor? Sure. I don't know. I think it was I pre-internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. If this movie was made in 2019, Will would have gone hired, and then he would have gone viral for being hot. <laughs> like, hashtag Then he would have gone janitor. on the Ellen <laughs> show, and then Ellen would have been like, I got you money, and he would have been like, who, money, and then quickly done an equation, and Ellen would have been like, wait a minute, are you good at math? And that's how this movie would have happened. Right. And then he would oh, have like died of an overdose a year later. Yep. I yeah. think it's <laughs> season two of American Vandal. There's like a hot janitor, and everyone talks about, like everyone at the oh, school shit. knows about hot janitor. So yeah, that, oh, that wow. yeah, this, okay. is, this is pre- well, I guess our movie's fucking done. (laughs) I guess our movie idea's busted now. (laughs) Fuck. That sucks. Okay, hope you feel good about that. (laughs) You killed a pitch. Okay. (laughs) So sorry. Okay, so then uh, Will and his friends go to this Harvard bar. And then, which they say a bunch. Going to buy not have it. Fucking fancy. And then, (laughs) bunch of bunnies. I'm like, never heard that in my life. Don't know what that means. What does that mean? Will basically has a dick measuring contest, but like with his brain, with this Harvard boy. Yeah, big brain flex. With her, yeah, the, it's a, a knowledge measuring contest. And <laughs> it impresses Skylar, that's Minnie Driver, Skyla. so much that she gives Will Hunting her number. I will I say, Skylar has a friend, that's a woman. Yes. That, yes. But who? Who is she? And where does she go? And what is her name? And does she say anything? Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> So uh, he has his hearing from when he got arrested a few days previous, and Professor Lambeau, who and has... And you know he's quoting books. He's quoting books. <laughs> he's defending himself. He's you like, I don't need no fucking lawyer. <laughs> quoting books. You know my boys in the court a lot. Quoting books. <laughs> and so Professor Lambeau, who has figured out who Will is at this point, convinces the judge to let Will go on two conditions. One, that Will meets with this professor once a week to do math stuff. And two, that Will see a therapist. Hot. Right. Mm-hmm. Love that. So they go to try to find Stella. a therapist who's going to work for Will hunting. Mm-hmm. But he's Cute, not taking it seriously. Weird gay joke. Yes. Cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the montage. That's too long. <laughs> it's, 
monologue. Yeah. So then uh, Professor Lambeau recruits his old college roommate, Sean McGuire. That is Robin yeah. Williams. Who does, does not know what accent he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He is lost. He's, he... But he's supposed to be from Southie. Southie. Yeah. Right. He's supposed to have the same, which I'm like, Robin Williams was a great actor. I don't Very know talented, why he love him. Yeah, don't jump into my mentions about like, how dare you dump on a dead man? I'm like, I do that every day. Uh, but there, but like, it's so weird to me that it's like, why didn't he just try to do the accent that Matt Damon was doing? They're supposed to be from the same exact Listen, place. Listen, I'll say, I'll say this: not all dialect coaches are made equal, but, so <laughs> we don't know what went behind he's, the scenes. But. He's, I mean, he does some great Shakespearean yeah. lengthy monologues. Oh yeah, yes. they're very good. Very Soliloquies, I Listen, would call them. His his wife, she is dead. His wife. His wife. Yeah. She is dead. Yes. We know we learn this over and over. Oh, so many times. And, and guess what? <laughs> Wait, I have a question though. Her. What? Is his wife dead? Yeah, um, but here's the I thing. I don't know. Yeah. But it was all worth it and he loved her. That's so true. Was like it was of, worth it. It was all worth it. I love how that is a central question of his like, do you think it was worth getting married if your wife Died of cancer? Do you regret marrying her? I was like, what the fuck? Truly? Like, oh, like, you can be a grown man and have the emotional maturity of a bag of, like, Tostitos. (laughs) (laughs) As we see, (laughs) Goodwill Hunting have. So, But he's got to send the title, so. He's so good. So... (laughs) <laughs> um, so Sean McGuire is he's not like the other therapist no. <laughs> he's not like the other therapist he assaults his clients he during the first him meeting. with violence yeah. and, he grabs him by the neck and we can just sort of like put a pin in violence in this movie because yeah. <laughs> it's one that needs to be pinned it is everywhere yes and He's like, you know what, Will, you think you're so smart because you read a couple books, but mm-hmm. you're just a kid who doesn't know anything about love or how to fuck good. So you need to open up your feelings. So now the ball, the ball's in Will's court. You know, his approach is all over the place. Yeah. It involves violence. Violence. It involves... <laughs> Verbal involves, harassment. Yeah, it, yeah, it involves uh, off-hours meetings. It <laughs> involves going to the park. Close, intimate friendships. Yes. Well, if you're a good therapist, then it won't work. So you have it's, to be <laughs> a bad therapist. I think we all learned. Yeah, and that's important. Um, so then Will goes out with Skylar finally, yes. and then he also keeps going to Robin Williams's character for therapy, and he refuses to talk at first. Will does, and so progress is slow. Yes. But he starts to get through. He's starting to make some breakthroughs. He's starting to get some job offers because he's doing all this math, and he's really good and at Stellan's it. Stellan's out there Stellan's trying to get it. him a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stellan's kind of trying to like steal his shine a little bit. He's yeah. got that weird mentor relationship mm-hmm. where he's like, I, I'm helping you, but I also want to be you. You're it's like, pretty good <laughs> Stellan. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> good, a good Stellan performance. Mm-hmm. And then things start to fall apart uh, where... Oh. He gets in a fight with Skylar. He tells her he doesn't love her because he's afraid of love and he's afraid of feeling still. No. And then she moves to California for med school. Will and Professor Lambeau get in a fight because Will doesn't really care about all this math stuff and having a job and everything like that. And, you know, Lambeau thinks he's throwing his life away. Ben Affleck is like, dude, get your shit together. That's a good speech. (laughs) One where he's like, you got to get out of here. 
Yeah. He's like, my, my, my favorite one... part of the day is is yeah. the, when I think you might not be home. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about you that. Left. No, it's like literally beautiful. <laughs> You're laughing, but it's beautiful. And then it comes back at the end. But and... Affleck is a good actor. He's a damaged man, but he <laughs> is a good actor. <laughs> he's canceled, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's like been really creepy with a bunch of like I can't get interviewers this. and stuff. Okay. I don't I don't know. I, I thought that Matt Damon, like there was some weird shit with him. I don't, I don't. I, I think, all, I mean, every, Matt Damon for sure. it seems like every Everyone in this movie is canceled of yeah. the of the Boston bro friends. No, I mean, especially Casey, Casey Affleck, Affleck is a hundred percent. He's I know, I know, I know. Is it too late to do Cinderella's story? <laughs> damn, God damn. So listen, then... there's 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 definitely some history that's not very good. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, oh. for for both of them. For, at, for everyone, <laughs> for literally everyone except Robin Williams. We hope we that we know of. I right. No one is safe. I think. Anyway, so, so so Will's fighting with everyone. He and Robin Williams get in a fight because you know Will hunting is being a dick as per usual. Yeah. But then Robin He's Williams damaged. is like, Will, your your intimacy issues, your abandonment issues. It's not your fault. And then Will cries, and he realizes that it's okay to have feelings. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes yeah. when you cry, it's actually awesome. It's actually a good it's, thing. This is it's this a is good like Will hunting a part of the movie that I like, where it kind of veers into that like rare dad tearjerker genre, yeah. where like dads see that movie, they're like, oh shit, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I like cry. that. <laughs> I, I think dads need more. This movies is a like movie that. for men to cry. Yeah. I was joking earlier, but now I'm serious. I really am here for the men in his car. I believe that <laughs> men should be able to have movies for them that are like this because they don't. I don't disagree. Thank I do you. like, I mean, I'm just like, man, this is sort of a story of a man learning to have understand his feelings. Have, have feelings. Process yeah. his feelings. Yeah. And, yeah. Like be able to talk to other men about it. I think that's nice. Yeah. yeah. We, that's you nice. did, you sort of, I mean, the movie's horribly paced um, anyway. <laughs> and so the end really just sort of does come at you like a freaking whirlwind. Yeah. Um, but Unless I don't want to, I don't want to cut your recap off. No, go for it. We'd miss the. Well, maybe we'll get into it when we talk about many, but when they start fighting. Oh yeah, we'll talk all about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Don't you worry. So, Will's like, oh my god, I, I it's okay to have feelings. Uh, then he gets a job <sighs> so that he can get his life on track. But then he writes a note. <laughs> oh, then he writes a note he's to Robin Williams, and he's like. Screw the job. I gotta go see about a girl, which is the thing that Robin Williams said to him about his wife. On the day wife. of a big baseball game, huge right. baseball <laughs> the of a game. game. And then he he draw. Then Will drives to California to be with Skylar because she has moved there for med school. That's the end of the movie. We gotta take a quick break, and then we'll come back to discuss. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, welcome back. Hey, but we're back. We're back. <laughs> My accent gets like worse and worse every yeah, time. Your Boston yeah, accent is yeah, we're, fuck, we're fucking back. We're fucking back. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> hope that I can be discovered as like a comedian or screenwriter the way that Will is discovered as a math genius in this mm. movie where it's just like I'm writing a joke on a chalkboard and then <laughs> someone walks up and they're like oh my fucking god this is the greatest joke I've ever seen and then you run away like no, no f- fuck you and then they find me and I'm like okay fine I'll be a comedian <laughs> <laughs> those are my hopes and dreams um <sighs> so goodwill hunting yes Listen, the movie says he's good. He's good. He is. The movie says he's good. Because the movie says so. Matt Damon and Matt Affleck. Whoa. Both, both I'm so, that was really disrespectful. That was literally, That like, was erasure. Uh, they won uh, an Oscar for writing. They did. Yes. Uh, um, Robin Williams won an Oscar for acting. Yes. He deserved it. There, I, like, he did, he did. He did. In that he, his monologues are great. He's so good. His dialect coach should be. He's doing in jail. the correct accent. I would say about thirty percent of the time. He hits but a few words. But when he gets that thirty, <laughs> when he gets it right, it's an award-winning thirty percent. <laughs> um, something that I do want to say about them winning the writing Oscar yes. is that they are the youngest Oscar winners for writing. Mm-hmm. However, I think a lot of people don't know this. The movie was, like, heavily ghostwritten. Like, they wrote a draft, and it was horrible. And they were taking it around. (laughs) Uh. And then a much more experienced screenwriter who refuses to take credit. They what? Wait, just because it's embarrassing? Or? I don't know why he won't take credit. I think because he was, like... Do you know who it is? Um, I think it's William Goldman. He oh, wow. wrote Butch Cassidy and the yeah. Sundance yeah. Kid and all Princess the President's Bride. Men and Princess Bride. Yeah. And he was like their script doctor. And basically he there's like a thing where some somebody was like or like I guess like reportedly once was like, I wasn't a script doctor. I rewrote the entire <laughs> thing from scratch. And then people were like, Is that for real? And he was like, Uh no, I don't want to talk about it. So oh, I don't know why whoa. like what it was was about it but basically he fixed the script and then made it actable i mean i feel like that happens quite a bit in hollywood where like there's just like a million people yeah i mean yeah so but there's like i and the only the reason i'm inclined to believe that because i don't want to neg our boys Mm. or no we don't we don't want to neg our boys that may or may not be canceled i forget honestly uh the the reason I'm inclined to believe that someone else wrote this movie basically is because neither of them really go on to ever write anything. No, again. ever again. No. Yeah. Yes. So you would think if they were good writers, they that might be something they would do. I think Rob Reiner was like originally attached to direct it or something, or he like knew them and like the script, and so huh. he's the reason why William Goldman was like, "I'll take a look at this." Got it. So okay. it really, I don't also know like where they were in their careers, where it was just like everybody thought that they were awesome. They but, had both done a couple things, but I think this movie really jump-started yeah. them as, like, movie stars. Was, this was, like, post-Chasing Amy, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But those were pretty, you know, But I think that's, like, Kevin when it's, Smith like, he's getting, like, type. but he's, like, getting buzz. 
Right. And it's probably yeah. like he's like he's schmoozing. He's at these Hollywood parties. Mm-hmm. He's poolside. He's kicking it. He's meeting people and he's like, I'm just a guy from Boston. And everybody's I mean, like, that's this is cool. what we do every weekend. <laughs> every weekend. Yeah. I'm still at the poolside waiting for Rob Reiner to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been there in years, but I'm there just sure. in case. Someday yeah. he's you gotta gonna be. get a little hot. And and I'm gonna do it. a movie. It's called Good Eye Hunting. Yeah. And it's about me and mm-hmm. I'm a perverted abusive uh uh, cook, yeah, at MIT. <laughs> I mean, uh, Harvard. Uh, and guess what? I can read, but no one thinks I can read. Um, and it's good. Amazing. And you're good because it says you're good. That I'm good because good. it's in the title. Um, and also it kind of sounds like maybe it could mean something or be a sentence, but it's not. It's just my name. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I really thought this movie was about like, Hunting for goodwill, goodwill like the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the na- like the goodwill in people. Yeah, and it I did is. not realize it. Will when hunting is the name it. of and the do you character. Get that? And do you get that? <laughs> it's it's such a clever turn it's working, of phrase. Yeah, it's um, working on a number of levels. You should read the screenplay I wrote. Um, it's about um, World War Two, and the main character's name is Shoot Gun, and um, <laughs> it's really sort of subversive. Um, in the way that you wouldn't expect because, huh. because you so you hear the name shoot and you're like, oh shoot, I know tons of guys named <laughs> shoot yeah. and also tons of people with the last name gun. Yeah. But then you look at the movie overall and it's like, wait a minute, oh what's happening? It's about we are sh- shooting. Shoot. You got a, it. A you're gun. so close. Thank yeah. you. And so, oh my god. Sorry, I think that's a little advanced. It's a little bit of screen. I don't know how I got there. No yeah. training. <laughs> but um, then that's really the twist at the end of the movie. Yeah. Is yeah. that the, actually the gun shoots itself? Oh <laughs> and my god. It's really good, and it's coming out in 2049. It's a it's a comment. It's, it's a comment on something. Comment. Yeah. So, so goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. He's, oh, he's that wasn't good. directly connected we... to that. Weird. <laughs> Where that you transitioned? Well, okay. I, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, um, your choice. <laughs> okay, your pod. So what? So let's talk about the one woman character in the movie who is alive. Well, the point yes. of the podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got Skyla. We've, we've got, got Skyla. Skyla, Skyla goes to Harvard. She's British. Yes. She's British. We love that. We know that she is like I think a fourth year undergrad mm-hmm. harvard student yeah she's, she's a genius pre-med yeah. she's a woman in stem she's, she's about to go to she's hot that's important yeah. which is so rare for women <laughs> a, a woman in a movie who is hot it's brave now hold wow. on never hold heard on. of it so she's she's she meets sexy janita yeah yeah at, at the bar. a fucking bar yeah i like how that that whole scene is uh ben affleck's character goes up to hit on minnie driver and her friend and then the smart guy, like the Harvard guy, comes uh-huh. over. Who has a ponytail? Yeah, he fully has a 1997 blonde ponytail. male adult. Blonde male adult. Don't trust him. And <laughs> don't trust him. Do Whoa. not trust him. Flesh color hair is scary. Yeah. Uh, but he so so he comes over, and then it turns into this weird. I think it's supposed to be this weird class war that's going on. Yeah. Where they're like. Oh, so a uh, fucking poor guy can't just go and fucking harass women at the bar, but sm- but smart guys can. And then it's just like, no, no, no one no can. One. But that's not that's this not the movie. is America. Poor guys should be able to hit on a fucking woman, and so should smart guys. If I want to fucking harass a woman in the fucking street, whether I'm poor or rich, mm-hmm. I should be able to do it. This is what our forefathers died for. And then be like, no, 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 don't ask her what she wants to say. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream that one day, regardless of color or creed, any man could harass a woman <laughs> if he fucking wanted to. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't want to hear what you have to say about it. Because <laughs> I, I got it. I, you want 
want to take this outside? How about them apples? How about them apples? So here's what drove me crazy about this scene. So he's, Uh, you know, he, Will is like, quoting books he's like you know flexing his his knowledge brain huge ass brain and (laughs) of all the people who are around skylar in this moment she is impressed by goodwill hunting she's Uh also not speaking for most of the scene yeah right well women don't have we don't i never talk actually skylar actually has a podcast (laughs) (laughs) so she gets her time in what she needs to and then she goes over to him 45 minutes later and she's like you're an idiot i was waiting for 45 minutes for you to come talk to me yeah Um, because you know when you're hot and you go to harvard and you're beautiful and you're a pre-med and you um wait outside bars for almost an hour to talk to an evil man he has no less than (laughs) 40 holes in his shirt in this scene yeah he's out we know that he has other clothes that don't have holes in them. Like, why did he? Why did he I wear that shirt? That might have just been anyway, this. I mean, women are conditioned to like wait passively for a man to pursue them, especially in you know '97. Like, she does eventually go up to him. It's crazy to me that she's like waiting there for 45 minutes for him to talk to her. I think that that's just this, like, oh, this screenplay was written by a bunch of dudes, and that's yeah. like not. That's just they're like, oh, that yeah. women are thinking this all the fucking time when I'm at the bar. They're just sitting there being like, Twiddling I wish she'd come thumbs. up. And then I just, you know, I didn't think she was hot, so I didn't go up to her. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's just like stupid writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then she approaches him. So I guess it's like good that we don't see a guy like aggressively wearing her down don't worry the same. that'll come that comes <laughs> later that's only when they're in oh, love right, does right, he right, start right. to become abusive yes because she does she does initiate a lot of stuff in like the early half of their relationship she like yeah. suggests the first kiss yeah i thought their date was really cute i didn't hate it, it. <laughs> i liked like the beginning of their relationship i yeah. thought it was very sweet she rocks she tells a great joke <laughs> she's supposed to have joke. Oh, that, weird jo- that weird joke about a mouthful of cum yeah i really i mean it's weird i, I thought their relationship was very cute at the beginning yeah it was nice and i like i like her character too like i think she she seems more well-rounded than a lot of like romantic interest Mm -hmm. women in movies especially of this time but she doesn't do like she doesn't drop everything the second she meets it like you know she's like she's still doing her whatever it's senior year yeah yeah she's She's having fun she did her work she's still gonna do her work but she wants to have fun with a cute janitor yeah, right. we've all been there. We've all been there. We've oh. all wanted to fuck a hot janitor. And if you think you haven't, check again. I'm willing, you just didn't know that he was a custodian. I'm willing to spread that rumor about Boston. It's like, it's a rite of passage that <laughs> you're going to fuck a janitor. He's going to be a genius. He's going to be emotionally abusive to you. Oh, God. Uh, I cannot watch happen. any more movies about, like, a tortured white man who's oh, also can, a genius. I can. Oh, I can watch a little dick. You rock. He has to be redeemed. Metrograph, New York City, you know what's up. I want a seven day marathon of movies <laughs> where white men are torture geniuses. <sighs> and yeah. it's okay because they're smart. Oh, I love it. Uh, and then, as it pertains to her character, Will starts to talk about her in therapy. And he's like, she's beautiful. She's fun. She's intelligent. Like, right. so he. You know, values her for uh, things beyond 
her her beauty he, yeah but, but, the, but then the the like subtext of him saying that that i was like oh man but it is uh in the world of this movie i'm like yeah of course they would say that but he's sort of like i feel like part of what he's saying there is like she's got this british accent and <laughs> all the women around me sound fucking gross and well like, he does say like she's different from all the most of the girls i've been with which is like i mean she's not she's like british. the other girls this, right she's the southie yeah. girls are made out to be like dumb skanky yeah. like late 90s like it's just like total there's some like yeah there's a lot of like weird like classist like if you're like working class or from a particular neighborhood you're automatically like a fucking idiot yeah. and then if yeah yeah but um so then he says to robin williams he's like oh i don't know if i'm gonna go out with her again because like what if i realize she's not that smart and she's fucking boring and this is him like not processing his feelings which like he learns to do later yeah, also sort of fully like what if she's like actually a little actually not that cute <laughs> what about what about that <laughs> and then this is when things fall apart in their relationship for me when he like starts to do her homework for her so that like she has time to hang out with him she's like i gotta learn this stuff yeah. like you can do my homework it, for me i guess flag. but like it's a red flag you're right <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, then, I mean, I would accept that from if I was dating a math. Okay, to be fair, senior year of high school, dated a guy who was really good at math, mm. and I did let him do my homework once or twice. Oh my god! I, oh my wow. god! Your mini driver. I, she's canceled. <laughs> oh my! But her thing god. is like she keeps being like, I need to learn this. I'm going to medical school. I to need to fair, know how to do this not, stuff. I was going to dog shit school. Oh, dog shit university! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wait, that's awesome. Yeah, it's downtown. Oh, oh that's cool. Incredible. That's nice. <laughs> but he keeps like you know exerting his like fucking brains power over her, and then and then it's the whole thing where she's like move to California with me. I love you. And he's like, well, I don't love you. And it's just because he doesn't know how to do his feelings yet. Yeah. That scene, so, yeah, the context of that is that he had lied to her. He said he had 12 brothers. Yeah. yeah. And he had, like, Mikey, Tommy, Joey, Davey, Joey, Robbie, Brian, Johnny, Mickey, Terry, Timmy, Tommy. I did like that they, I think that they, like, left that shot on Matt Damon so he would have to say it twice in a row. And he did it. He did it. He did it. He earned that nomination. He did it. He learned He said, Mikey, Joey, Timmy, So she finds out that he had lied about that that he was um, in the foster system for a long time, had an abusive uh, father in the foster system. Mm -hmm. We also learned the first thing we know about Minnie Driver in a long time in this, because in most scenes of them together, she's like, so Will, uh, like, what is your deal? Like, what's mm -hmm. going on? Like, you're so good at math, but like, what are you? And, you know, and he never <laughs> asked her about good, himself. but what are you hunting for? Right. <laughs> well... And he never asks her about herself. So we don't find out really anything about other than, like, where she goes to school. And, mm -hmm. like, we know a fair amount. But we find out in – I think we don't learn about this before. But in that scene where the fight, she's like, well, my – like, the only reason that I – we find out she's rich. Yes. Which we didn't technically know. We could have guessed yeah, it. But, but we find out. And she, he's like, oh, you're going to go with all the other fucking trust fund kids? Yeah. Which I've yelled at someone before. <laughs> uh, and then they, uh, but then she's like, well, the only reason I have so much money is because my father passed away when I was 13. And you're yeah. just like, whoa. Like, yeah. where is this? Did he not know that? He's, he never, never asked her anything also, about herself. Also, like, holding her up against yeah. a wall. He shoves her against a yeah. wall. Yeah. And then, like, slams his hands around Next near her. her. Yeah. 
very scary. It is. Yeah. She's, she, main driver is really good in that scene though. She's like, she's so scared and heartbroken and crying. And I was like, oh, I, I kind of, I liked that scene. Well, they like dating in real life. Oh, you love when women get hurt? Okay. Yeah. Breaking news on the Bexo pod. (laughs) Jesus Lord. I'm taking over. I'm bringing movies for boys where they're kind to each other. Um, no, but it's really scary. But also they were dating in real life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. At the time of like making the movie and then doing press and then they broke up. Yeah. I see. Yikes. Interesting. So, you know, that's uh, that'll make for some good acting. They got that chemistry. They got that chemistry. Yeah. They got that and chemistry. then the way their relationship and the movie basically ends is that he gives up everything that he's been working toward basically yep. to move across the country to be with her without which... telling her or calling her yes he just drives he just straight sh- to california shows he up. also has barely apologized to her for how horrible he, he was has not he he's has not it, right? he plans on showing up yeah yeah which is like now like 2019 textbook do not do scary right uh no no more just showing up please but there, there's like yeah he like tries to call her and then he gets, he's like chicken shit and hangs up and yep. then just decides he's going to uproot his entire life and yep. start well, a really speaks to her. And then but... she's like, I'm about to leave. I love you. And he's like, okay, take care. Bye. Like, well, doesn't... but it's good because Ben Affleck is happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is so, such a weird. Ben I mean, Affleck gets his That's wish. how movie is good. <laughs> yeah. So actually if Ben Affleck smile at the end, we're like, yep. oh, let's forgive him. Oh, yeah. good. Right. The takeaway. Good movie. Argo. <laughs> ben Affleck is happy at the end. So. <laughs> Bad movie. Gone Girl. Ben, ben Affleck is sad, sad at the end. Oh. The whole movie. The whole very, movie. And so that puffy. makes the movie bad. Mm. Very puffy. Um, gone Girl, Baby Gone. Gone Girl, Baby Where's Gone. Where's that movie mashup? Well, there. Ben probably <laughs> smiled because he was directing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the greatest, that's the greatest that's smile the greatest of, all. Gift of all. That's the greatest gift. Ben's smile. <laughs> but the takeaway from this romantic relationship that we've seen unfold is basically like, oh, you can treat women like shit yeah. as long as you make this big, quote, romantic gesture. Yeah, yeah, ju- yeah. gesture and all will be forgiven. Yeah. Which we've, which, which is, and it's also like, no. we, we also don't see how it goes. No. Like we don't know. We can't. I hope that he gets there and she's just like, no, you should, you, you were, have to drive home a in dick. Yeah. No, car. I think it, I think it has to go horribly also. Yeah. Because it's like, he just has so much shit to figure well, out. But the way that like she is written, damaged. she's way too accommodating. And the way that she has been written in this movie, she'd be like, oh, my God, Will, you do love me. Yeah. You showing up right. here means you love me and yeah. we'll be together forever. Uh, because that's how this movie understands women to be. It's, I don't disagree that it is too early in their relationship for him to move across the country mm-hmm. to be with her. I also, and if I were in his position, I would have been like, let's try long Let's try distance. long distance. Not, I'm shoving you against a wall. And there's, I mean, there's like a lot of, like, they've got that class tension going, which is like an interesting, there's like interesting elements to their relationship that ends up kind of either being really like treated like very not well by the movie or just end up kind of disappearing after a while. Yeah. I don't Stellan? Know. <laughs> Stellan? Is Stellan okay? <laughs> What's going on with him? Is anybody going to answer me? Is Stellan okay? He does at least get at least three or four several minute monologues. Yeah. I don't really know what he was saying no. in any of them. No. He, I, I like that the movie is like, oh, and we also need to figure out, are things okay with Stellan and Robin? And we're just like, I truly could not care yeah, less. Yeah, wait, oh <laughs> my God, I forgot about that That's, whole plot line. There's like at least <laughs> like 15 minutes devoted to like, and yeah. are these college roommates gonna be friends at the end of the day? You're like, 
Yeah, because yeah. there was like a bit whatever yeah damn oh my god random yeah <laughs> okay awkward sauce random <laughs> there's also that whole long scene where we referenced it earlier that matt damon turns down a job at the nsa yeah ed gives a really long monologue about how he disagrees with the nsa which you're really? like yeah sure like i you know but why is that there there's a lot of scenes that could have been cut. Part, yes. of, part of the beauty of this movie is almost none of it needs to be there. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think that at least like Minnie Driver's character is like rooted in the story, and mm-hmm. but like she's kind. I don't know. Her, you could kind of argue her character is kind of there to like prove that he's quote unquote growing as a person because his journey to like being able to love her is like kind of what he, all him and Robin Williams talk about. Right. Robin Williams mm, is, yeah. he's got major his wife trope syndrome. Where his wife. His <laughs> wife, yeah. His wife is dead, and, <laughs> which is in, and that's like. And that's something that we know. Kind of what we love about him mm-hmm. is that his wife is dead and he can't shut up about it. Yeah, not um, all men have dead wives. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there's the meninist is back. <laughs> <She's> back. <laughs> Hashtag not all men. Have dead wives, did you know? (laughs) Have aviator shades on. (laughs) A little something about my boys. There, but there is like it reminds me of like Ed Harris and The Rock, right. where the whole like drive of this character is just like it's not as good as Ed Harris screaming at his wife's tombstone, right. yeah. and they're like, "I loved you so fucking much." Uh, but it's just probably is talking about a you know female character we never see. Even the in, only other female character in this movie is dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so, much. Well, Minnie Driver's go. friend like is like. Mm. I, like maybe she says one thing. She's an extra. She's like a featured extra. Come on, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think she. I was. Like, I'm like, come on, come on. She says one thing. I change the movie. I rip open the space time continuum. She's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> and you're like, feminist text. We did it. And Sorry, then, actually, two women talking this movie. So yes, yeah. well hunting. Yeah, <laughs> go awful hunting. <laughs> There's, it's yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get there. I. I like. It's too bad because I. I like the first half of the movie. I like Minnie Driver's character, and then I feel like they kind of sell her out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she, she's so, she's so as cute. many she's female so characters in many movies, she exists to further characterize the male character. Yeah, right. entirely. At least so she appears. She, unlike at least she Robin's his wife <laughs> on screen. She is allowed to appear on the cutting room floor. Uh, Vera Farmiga as a ghost, as Robin's <laughs> young hot ghost wife. All right, because she's a, she's a therapist in The Departed. Yes. Her pu- her pulling over like the white sheets and, over her head, being yeah. like, boo. She's like, what are you talking about? She has the worst Boston accent that I've ever heard in my life, and it was something so easily in the script. Scorsese could have been like, you know what, actually. You weren't born and raised in Boston. You came here from California, and you went to BU, and you've been here for 15 years. Just Let's right. just say that. Uh, just but she's like, I'm born and raised in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. It's like, it's so humiliating. She sounds like she is singing when she yes. does the Boston accent. Truly. <laughs> and not even well. Oh, which is a shame. we got to take another quick break, but then we'll come right back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We're fucking back. Uh, uh, we're fucking back. The next thing that I think we should talk about. What should we talk about? Oh, let's talk about a lot of oboe <laughs> solos in this movie. Um, I like oboe heavy should we talk score. To- should we mention <laughs> oboe heavy score? Should we mention our sort of shared history? Yes, let's uh, bring it up. I mean, Jamie and I both notoriously known in several circles. <laughs> Famously. Famously, in a large way, Mm -hmm. played the oboe in high school. And I think it shows, honestly. Which is crazy. Giving off major oboe vibes. Do you you still have do you still have yours? Uh it's back home in Boston. I've got I brought mine here just in case. You never know. You never know. But like, okay, when you hear the oboe in movies, are you like I'm like, well, that's me. Yeah, you know? (laughs) Where I'm like, oh, I basically did that. Visibility is so important. Visibility is so important. (laughs) I feel more during an oboe solo in any movie than I did during any part of Black Panther. Incredible. And there's a character named Io in that movie, and I was like, mm. Wish there was an oboe oh, playing right now. Wish there was an oboe I wish that character was an oboe on screen. I wish it was a talking oboe, and I would have done it. So one thing that I think, to give this movie some credit, yes, I do appreciate that it is largely about a man recognizing that another man needs therapy, yeah. mm-hmm. and then that man going to therapy and then eventually embracing it, and then like realizing that it's actually healthy and perhaps good to oh, open up to be hunting to be hunting yeah there we go <laughs> yes so i don't think there are many movies like that the fact that this is a a, a pretty well known mainstream movie i think is good for that reason i think the characters are still fairly toxic even after they've been through therapy the way they get there is you know there's some bumps in the road the way they get there but i I, yeah i think like generally it's it is like it's like that dad like that dad crying genre like forgiveness men forgiving each other porn yeah for Mm -hmm. for dads that they're like oh shit like i wish i i I could do that but at least fucking matt damon did 
Yeah. And I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Okay, Toxic Caitlin. masculinity stems okay. largely from... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm in the presence of a yeah, meninist. what the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> I just stood up. Yeah, what the, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Love, hear, hear me she out. She is wearing a he, good, bad, and the ugly shirt. <laughs> that is- a goodwill hunting bad and the ugly oh, shirt. Um, okay. The... <laughs> Toxic masculinity stems at least in part from men not embracing their emotions or knowing how to process them. So a movie that yeah. encourages that is a good thing. Because if we're going to dismantle the patriarchy, we need the cooperation of men. Uh, and they're not going to do that unless they can talk about their feelings. <laughs> so that was my my Goodwill Hunting okay, monologue. Thank I, you so much. No, I hear yes. you. I hear you. And I think that that's really important. Rebuttal. But I feel like, <laughs> and all my boys listening to this pod, you know what I'm talking about when you want to cry but you can't so you just drink seven monster energy drinks and one mountain dew code orange <laughs> and then have a and seizure it feels, and that like feels like a feeling yeah. <laughs> so so i hear you but i counter that okay and i'm actually writing a movie about that oh <laughs> i can't wait yeah <laughs> Do, um, watch it. lucas hedges plays the mountain dew code orange <laughs> Good. So, so it's gonna be good. Uh, so it's gonna be good. <laughs> Miles Teller uh, is uh, attached. God, yeah, I hear yeah, so much. Jason uh, Statham plays the son. Oh. <laughs> Great cast. So the climax of the movie is Miles Teller shoots himself into the sun. So it's he good. shoots gun. He oh, sh- he plays the <laughs> sun like the plant. Yeah. Like the plant. This, yeah. <laughs> this is- <laughs> this is um so uh the world war ii script that i previously wrote and that will be coming out in 2049 this is actually um the way that the avatar movies shout out boys um sort of like span several generations and that is what my movie about shoot god and, oh, <laughs> and his awesome. family's legacy will also do for oh, so it's kind of a cinematic universe they, well I would say exactly that, actually. Oh so God. thank you for seeing I that. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, any movie where a man goes into therapy and it and it and it works out for him, I feel like it's like almost like the the like goofy like they're like, listen, if you want a fuck, if you want like the pussy in your life to cooperate with you, truly, you just gotta go to fucking therapy. <laughs> yeah, and that is like you know not not the best message, but I feel like if you're trying to appeal to men who are completely not open to therapy at all and are completely closed off, mm-hmm. the promise of sex at the end of the therapy road, I'm willing to tell that lie. I'm willing to perpetuate <laughs> that lie. Here's the, the thing: is that sometimes it does work though. At well, I mean, yeah. Minnie, Minnie Driver After. even tries it. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have sex with you again until you, like, introduce me to your friends and family. Basically, like, unless you open up to me in some way, so dark. I'm going to withhold sex. <laughs> so dark being Which a woman. Is, <laughs> I mean, I've been there. <laughs> oh. I'm there right now. I'm still doing the sex strike. You're- <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm still doing the oh, sex wow. strike. Yeah. It's actually really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually doing it because I'm a meninist. Oh, well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. And then the way mental health is treated in this movie is kind of all over the place. Where... What do you mean? Doesn't your therapist throttle your throat <laughs> whenever you challenge Every him? Doesn't your session. therapist talk about themselves for most Just of <laughs> Every single... What if you had a therapist that was like, I don't know, he like talks about his dead wife most of the time. He's helping me. <laughs> 
Well, there are those few different moments where, like, the therapist montage when he's trying, it's in, instead of, like, a dress trying on montage, which we see in every movie yeah. about a woman, instead we see a therapist trying on montage mm-hmm. with Goodwill Hunting. But Hot. he's trying on different he's therapists. Good. One of them he's calls, hunting. he's like, I can't do this. This guy he's is a hunting. raving lunatic, which is, like, not how. Well, the reason he does that is because of, like, a weird bad gay joke that was yes. written where yeah. Matt Damon is, like, now listen, I don't hate gay people, but, <laughs> but I can I'm I've clocked you and you're like, Holy I have shit. a whole list of problematic yeah. things like that that get said. But like oh. no therapist <laughs> is gonna be like, Oh, I can't help this person. They're a raving lunatic. It's yeah. like you, you I only help normal people. How dare you bring somebody sick into my office? Get out! Get out! <laughs> It's like the medical diagnosis that the psychiatrist gives in the movie Halloween, where he's like, he's pure evil. It's like, <laughs> this is not how medicine and mental health work. But um, yeah, so here, okay, here's my list of 1997 weird, creepy, problematic stuff that are, is said by straight white men. And now, 1997. <laughs> uh, the R word. <laughs> the R word gets said several times. Mm-hmm. Um, Stellan Skarsgård asks one of his female students if she would like to have a drink with him. M- mm-hmm. A woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, then. Ra- Ra- Robin Williams says to his class full of students who are wanting to become therapists, quote, if your clients don't trust you, you'll never get them to sleep with you. And that should be the goal of any good therapist. Nail yeah. them while they're vulnerable. That's my motto. And then everyone laughs. And in the movie, it's framed as like he's trying to like get their attention again because they're like falling asleep but like don't make that joke to students bunker hill bunker hill community college so i lied that's actually kind of near where i lived oh okay okay. yeah it's kind of my high school all right there you go Will calls Skylar but doesn't say anything on the yeah. phone. And then she says, Professor Valenti, are you trying to call me again? So apparently there are several different professors in this movie who are harassing wait, wait, young wait, wait, women. Predatory professors? Stellan <laughs> <laughs> um, Skarsgård and Robin Williams are talking about an Indian man. And they say, they make that awful joke, which is still being used by comedians today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indian, dot, not feather. Uh, a few more. Robin Williams is talking about having a lottery ticket that will cover his tab at a bar. And then he says, oh, it might not cover my tab, but it'll cover your sex change operation. Why would he say that? Why is that a, a line of dialogue? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, give them the trophy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then finally, the because even though this movie is about, you know, like men coming to terms with their feelings and learning how to process them, uh, Will and his therapist hug at the end. And then Will Hunting says, does this violate the doctor-patient relationship? And Robin Williams says, no, only if you grab my ass. Which, like, okay, you ruined a nice moment. Anyway, so he got the trophy. That was my <laughs> list of uh, why was this written into the movie? There, um, well, I mean, that's like so much of the movie. That's most of the movie. Yes. That's like <laughs> really specific of you to have a list. <laughs> I I think that it is uh, this movie. As far as I know, it is not like as popular as it once was. I don't think people really go other than. People from Boston are homesick and want to see a version of uh, where they grew up that never existed. Right. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's really endured. Like I don't think teenagers are watching Goodwill Hunting. I don't. I don't, so. I, I don't think so. No. So. But it did like propel those two guys to like stardom. Oh, we're stuck with them. We're stuck for sure. We're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <sighs> but yeah. yeah, so those are kind of all my thoughts on the movie. Anyone else have any final thoughts? Uh, I think that Matt Damon is using most of the janitorial supplies incorrectly. Uh, the way he holds a broom, I don't think is correct. The way he is mopping, uh, as as someone who's mopped a lot of mops, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's a bad mopper. Well, also clearly, you know? everyone who wrote this movie has never been to therapy either. Like, they're no, they've never been to therapy, college, uh, had a job, a bar. There's lots of experiences, a healthy relationship yeah, that have not been had, yeah, but were written by in this movie. <laughs> Um, I guess my final thought, um, mm-hmm. go socks. They're, oh, oh, shit. I mean. See, I personally, I love, I love the Bruins. I respect the socks, okay. of course. Right. But I do think it gets a little bit crowded. I'm all about the pats. You're a pats? I'm a patsy. You're a patsy. Go. Oh, boy. <laughs> cool. I love the fucking Bruins. <laughs> I love a fucking uh, Joe Thornton and, and all of his friends. Who? Go Celtics. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Go. Of course. Speaking of, of talking about men. Katie, thank God. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? No. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. We have a scene with uh, two women, uh, Minnie Driver and uh, Robin Williams' wife's ghosts. <laughs> Played by Vera Farmiga, uh-huh. and the and the scene where they what are they at Aubonpain, <laughs> and they talk about Minnie's medical career and how proud Vera Farmiga is of Minnie Drivers's um, decision to go to California. This is yeah. after the breakup with uh-huh. Will, uh-huh. Um, and she's having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And her best friend, who is a ghost, um, <laughs> comforts her and is like, "I'm really proud of you." And she's like. Like, thank you. And then she's like, What got you interested in medicine? And then Minnie tells her, and they hug, and then they're Amazing. like, They get each other coffee lattes. And oh my fucking God. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love, yeah, because that scene, oh we'll remember That's it. That's a great scene. Yeah. They'll remember yeah. it. Let me ask a question Does it pass the Bechdel test? Yes. If, <laughs> yeah, because the scene. If, if Ben Affleck's first words in the movie are screaming at a woman across the bar, Kathy, why didn't you give me none of that nasty coochie woochie you usually throw at me? Does okay. that pass the Bechdel test? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's because what I thought. she claps back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feminist win. Yeah. She says, fuck you and your Tootsie Roll dick. I guess she is the other named female character is the oh, one yeah, who Kathy. yells Tootsie Roll dick. Uh, Matt Damon says, like, hi, Kristen, or something like that to a woman at the bar. But, yeah, these are very Amazing. tertiary characters. This movie uh, was produced on... That's a- how you see women in film as tertiary characters, and I feel bad. Then I really just... <laughs> I mean, then it's that's a loss. I'm the meninist now. Okay. Oh, also, uh, <laughs> very fam- famously, a Weinstein yeah. Brothers joint. We've yeah. covered a lot of Weinstein. Uh, you're Max. Uh, you're Max. Uh, and $10 million budget 225 million dollars oh, that hurts people love this movie 100 million me my tickets oh my fucking my god i used to be a trust fund baby <laughs> but i blew it all on goodwill <laughs> hunting tickets i want to see that shit in theaters in theaters okay let's rate the movie on our nipple scale yeah all right. Uh, so five five nipples, a great portrayal of women. Feminist win. Yes. Uh, zero zero <laughs> nipples. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Bad will hunting. Bad will hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to give this, I guess, one nipple because I do like Minnie Driver's character. I do like that we 
get to know a little bit about her. She seems like a fairly okay. She seemed she seems okay at first, and then the movie does sell her out, and she can she starts being treated very badly by the fine. man that she loves. But it's fine. but it's fine because he drives across the country He's without letting janitor. her know. Yes. Right, sexy janitor, yes. all's forgiven. So that doesn't bode well. I do appreciate that the movie is about a man's like emotional journey, and even though he still ends up being pretty toxic by the end, he has demonstrated at least some emotional growth. Toxic, and I and for '97, I think that was pretty groundbreaking. Yes, Yes. yes, truly, like a man going to therapy in a movie in the year 1997. Uh, clearly people found it very brave yes. and they although like i said i just simply do not have the patience for stories about mediocre white men who are actually also geniuses mm. don't care so yeah i'm gonna oh i mean one nipple oh. sounds like too much i'm gonna go down to a half nipple and i'm gonna give it to kathy for not giving her coochie woochie nice to, to ben nasty nasty be respectful and also kathy in her defense uh, for visibility of nasty coochie woochies mm-hmm. does not say no 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 my coochie woochie is not nasty mm. she maybe is like yeah it is and i'm fine with that <laughs> and True. i'm fucking proud and i was like my name's kathy and my coochie woochie's absolutely disgusting feminism <laughs> is the law now um so so i i will i will give this a one mm-hmm. i think i like mini driver's character for most of it like you're saying i i hope for better for her in the future um when matt damon is going the hell off about like yeah and then in the fucking future you're gonna marry some other guy and you're gonna talk about how you fucked the janitor once and i'm like honestly i hope that that's what happens for her (laughs) um i I hope she moves on quickly and she finds a different kind of douchebag at stanford Uh, you know there's plenty plenty out there too a whole different genre yeah Yeah, i I, like it's it seems like it's like the token female character in, in the all male movie but you know matt damon goes to therapy uh and it is i like i feel like it just like indicates that it's like oh we need more like dad cry movies <laughs> it is like i feel like dads get a release out of this that sure. that is like maybe why the movie has even remotely endured other than like yeah. boston and men can cry during the movie and people like me who are horny for horrible boston men, and so <laughs> exactly. i rewatch it but it's like you get there. You, there is like value to it with with that. Uh, so you know maybe just a better better version of a movie that that your dad can feel comfortable crying to and think mm-hmm. about all his regrets. I'm like I was like if if my dad was watching this movie, he would be thinking about his regrets yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he needs he needs to be doing that. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's really all good. I, yeah, but for this is not uh, this is not. I'll say it. It's not a feminist text. <laughs> you know what? I'll say it. I agree. I'll give it one nasty coochie woochie. Oh. Uh, and I'm I'm also going to give it to Kathy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How are you feeling? Um, this is tricky. This is tough. Mm-hmm. This score that I give in no way reflects my beliefs on the Meninist community, <laughs> to which I am deeply connected. Yeah. Yes. Um, However, 
it's not very it's not very kind to women <laughs> it's not very kind to women at all and poor mini driver's character really just suffers and suffers again yeah um she just like loses any sense of character which is a bummer even though robin williams's dead wife is probably one of the most fleshed out characters just because he, we know that she farts she fart. during her sleep yeah right that we is that. more than we know about mini driver <laughs> so so you tell me um uh, we know a lot about kathy wathy <laughs> And her nasty coochie coochie woochie. But I think Bechdel score wise, Mm -hmm. I gotta give, I gotta go, I gotta go 0.5. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that, oh my god, and all the women get harassed. Wait, I gotta, I think I might go, oh. Zero. Okay. I might go no. I said no coochie woochie. (laughs) No coochie woochie. I still will be watching the movie. That's that's the thing, is like, get clear. I'm addicted to that movie. I just know everything that happens and it feels good to watch it. <laughs> That's the point of the podcast. You're still allowed to love the things you love, even if they're, you know, bad will hunting. But, you know, we just encourage people to examine the media oh, critically that, that feels, they consume. That feels good. I'm going to go home and watch it, but I'm going to be playing it on mute. And on surround sound, I'm going to be playing Chris Brown and R. Kelly songs at the same time <laughs> oh, sure. oh. on full blast until my ears bleed. And so knowing that I have the safety to do that makes me feel really Kind of like a Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon And that's thing, exactly. But with Good, but with Good Will Hunting yeah. and um, an R. Kelly, Chris Brown collab. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. This is a safe space. Thank well, you. Well, <laughs> Io, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to come over? There. To, to do that with <laughs> yeah. you? To watch? Yeah. I'll be there, yeah. Okay. Obviously. Cool. Anytime. <laughs> you seem you. like you're sitting in your seat still. Oh, here I go. Here I, co- here I come. Okay, I'll catch up with you guys. Later. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just no, close up the pot. I just want to make sure. I think this could be a really fun, cool idea. No, I'm there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I'll right. Catch up with you guys. I'll just like head out first. I'll just meet you guys in my place. Before you do, yeah, what's uh, up? Plug your stuff though. Yeah. Where what's can people up? find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my at is just my name: A Y O E D E B I R I. Um, in LA right now, doing shows every now and again, and um. I post them when I'm doing them. So check those out. Might be coming out with a pod of my own soon. <gasps> Gasp. So freaking stay tuned. Oh, holy shit. Um, yeah. So you guys can do that. Yeah, you follow, you follow Io weird. on all on those places. You can follow us <laughs> yep. at those places as well, at Bechtelcast. We've got a Matreon, aka Patreon, aka Matreon. Five dollars a month two extra episodes what more could you want nothing we nothing got, we got we got the merch store tpublic.com slash the Bechtelcast all sorts of stuff in there and uh yeah thanks thanks for listening hey Jamie yeah how do you like them apples uh, get the fuck out of here okay. oh shit alright I gotta take my nasty coochie woochie <laughs> back on home okay <laughs> bye bye happy pride from Tomboy X Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.